You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football today. Oaring into kickoff college football today, sponsored by Bet DSI. We're about an hour from the 12 o'clock kicks. We'll see if Texas and Tom Herman could step up, Rich. But before we do that, football is just around the corner, but we are still giving away World Series tickets on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This time, it's to the winner of free DFS baseball contests. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their family, 70%, nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. You can find out how you can help the cause and win 2018 tickets by playing free daily fantasy baseball by going to dailyroto.com backslash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com backslash DKMS. Your ticket to the World Series and Blood Cancer Patients Ticket to Life. I read that promo on a daily basis. Yeah. I just leave out the word benevolent. Like I, 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 I know, I and I know say, Rich was I said it count on strangers. I know. I, know. <laughs> I saw him on the eyes be, behind my head. Dude, I've messed it up. Parson like, messes it up. Like, we're, we're idiots here. What you do you want me to say? Joe is butchering uh, one of the players' names, and now yeah. we got benevolent. Yes, yeah, for, for charity, Joe. Come on, Benev- man. Benevolent. Benevolent. But I'm called Lizzie, Lisa. They can't get my name right. It's four letters, right? I don't want to know why you're Lizzie. called Lisa. We well, might have to talk about that during the break. That's afterwards. After after Texas wins and after Louisville. Texas could win. As long yeah. as they win by less than uh, we'll 13, see. I'll be happy. Here's a huge, intriguing battle. I, I'm really excited for this one. Should be fireworks set up. Yeah. Texas Tech and Ole Miss. You're yep. talking about two high-octane. Another Big 12 team favorite against an SEC well, team. Don't, I don't get like this one. one. Don't no, get it. I don't like this Give one. Give me Ole I mean, Miss and Matt Luke. I think they got something going on I'm here. I'm taking them, too. I think we're all yeah, I on do Ole Miss. I, do I mean, too. here's the matchup. I look at those three wide receivers. You look at uh, A.J. Brown. You look at Lodge. And you look at Metcalf going up against a Texas Tech secondary. Yep. That gave up 280 Oh, we hear old Texas Tech defense is better. Yeah, whatever. No way. By the Big 12 standard, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, David Gibbs did a good job he with did. that Listen, defense. No offense. They said they shaved they 100 yards a, a game of off their defense. No offense. It's like being 400 pounds and losing 10 well, pounds. Yeah. It's like, all right, good for you. You guys were giving up 600 yards a game. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. I mean, I mean, they were plus 11 in turnover margin. They have a new quarterback. Kuti's gone. So there's a lot of moving parts. This is a Texas Tech team since 2014, Rich, under Kingsbury, 22 and 28 overall. But more importantly, on the road or on a neutral field site, only 11 and 15. This game is being played in Houston. I like Ole Miss here. I think they start fast. I they have too. the better offense. I know their defense is a little shaky. You might yeah. want to look at this over, but it's probably well, like, guys, the lane you know what I hear people say? Well, I don't know, man. They're on probation. They can't go to a bowl. Exactly. That's their bowl Exactly. Game. Remember years ago when Auburn couldn't go to a bowl game? They ran the table. Yeah. When you can't go to a bowl game, Ohio State every, every the week table. is, yeah. you know what? Yeah. We can't go to a bowl game. Let's beat these guys. All these kids know what the point spread is. We're talking about it. Every damn network has the, has the spreads up right now. Ole Miss are thinking, damn, we're underdogs to these guys? Why? Uh, we, you talked about A.J. Brown. He's probably the best wide receiver in the SEC. He's that good. Yeah. Um, I... I, I, I they had some. They 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 showed a lot of heart last year and pride. I thought down the stretch. 
I think they win this football game. I think they win them outright. Give me Ole Miss in this football yeah, I, game. I, I, again, I, I think, think it's a shootout, though. I mean, I, I think it's going to look like a Big 12 game. Yeah, even even though it's Big this 12 SEC, I think 80s. it's going to look an awful lot like a Big 12 game. You guys both touched on key individuals for me. Matt Luke last year was the interim head coach. I, I think this is a different team because now it's his right. job. Yeah. Now you have a little more staff continuity. You don't have that hanging over your shoulder. Am I going to be with this program next year? Yeah, they're on probation, but this is like an early bowl game for them. And then one of you guys touched on A.J. Brown, Jordan right. Tiamu, outstanding. Another, yep. another, I like Metcalf, what is, what is the state of Hawaii doing with quarterbacks? I mean, the state of Hawaii is doing a great job of developing quarterbacks. Jordan Tiamu, those receivers that you touched on, I think it's a shootout, but Texas Tech, they don't have that stability at quarterback that we're normally used to. Now, they'll put up yards right. through the air, but they haven't even decided who's going to start yet at quarterback. So you talk I, about I pressure like on coaches, too. Kingsbury, yeah, that, he's, a clear, he's in a hot, hot Texas he electric sa- chair seat. Yeah. He saved his job last year. I mean, he saved his job by getting that win in Austin over Texas, and they were down big in that yeah, ball game. Yeah. So if he doesn't pull that game out, 27-23, he's on the outside looking in. They lost a bowl game to USF. So this Texas is a Tech, critical year. Quick update from Bet DSI: Texas Tech now minus one total, 70 and a half, and how do we not bet the over in this game, guys? How does this not go over 70 and a half points? Yeah. Uh, this, well, is a, this is a big 12. This is uh, Texas Tech versus Baylor back in the old days. That's yeah. what it's going to look like. Yeah, Love those games. Be. Well, this game will probably, what time is this start on this game? 3.30? This is a 12 o'clock. Oh, 12 yeah, it's o'clock. an early one. 8 o'clock when we tune in to Alabama Louisville. Game I'm starting to like on. more and more of them. Yeah, right now, like I didn't have any like as we talk. Yeah, I didn't have any best bets early. I'm like, I got a click. I'm getting in on this. I'm taking Ole Miss in the over. I love Ole Miss in this game. I mean, I I think they're the better team now. One of my best bets of the day as well. Defensively, I mean, Ole Miss allowed 247 rushing yards per game, second worst in the SEC behind Tennessee last year. So they need to step up. I miss, I miss the Land Shark defense. Yeah, what happened to the Land Shark? A long time since Robert Condici. Condici, yeah, Yeah. exactly. He's on Arizona now, the Cardinals. But let's turn our attention to it. I mean, I know we're all involved in this ball game, Oklahoma and FAU. It's another 12 o'clock start. You're fired up for this fired one. Up fired up for this to touch one. touch on this game. You look at FAU last year, conference champions. They got their win in dominating fashion over my good friend Terry Bowden. Put up a 50 spot last year, 11-3 overall. This was a team that won 11 games last year against FBS opponents with a combined overall record of 58-59. and 59. That's a 400. 95 winning percentage, but they love to pound the football. In seven of their 14 games, uh, Gabe and Rich, they rushed for over 300. They were 7-0 and in those games and won those games by 29.3 points per game. But they're going to be tested today from a defensive perspective by Kyler Murray and that newfound offense by Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean, if we want to, we're going to talk DFS in the third hour. I, I think Kyler Murray's going to have a great season. I don't care that he's an Oakland A's draft pick. I think Kyler Murray plus uh, Lincoln Riley means a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. I think this line is too high. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma's going to score. Florida Atlantic's going to score. And and even if it's late, Lane Kiffin is not going to allow FAU to get blown out of the house today. I, I think they'll keep it close for a while. Oklahoma will pull away. But at what point do we feel like Oklahoma has a defense that can stop anybody with a pulse? I mean, Devin Singletary on the ground. I don't know who's going to be the starter yet. I don't think Lane has announced a starting quarterback, yeah, but he's he got transfers yet. from like every Power Five school. Yeah, Rafe Peavy. Yeah, Rafe Peavy. Yeah, I think it's. it's I, I would expect DeAndre Johnson to get the start, but. And then I would expect Peavy to be coming in uh, after the fact. Yeah, he's got three former 
power now, five you quarterback. Yeah, you mentioned, uh, and Robeson as well. You exactly. Yeah, John Franklin last year, who was wide receiver. Yeah. Remember him? You go, yeah. So yeah. you mentioned Murray, and I wonder, is Murray, I think Murray's a better baseball player than he is football player. He's well, not going to be the top-night pick. He's one of pick. the most athletic quarterbacks in college football. I can tell you. Yeah, he, but so Ryan Tannehill is an athletic guy, no, too. No, you can't compare Okay, so Ryan listen, Tannehill he's not Baker Mayfield, okay? He's an athlete. I, I get it. It's his first game. And something people aren't really talking about, not just Baker Mayfield, is Orlando Brown Jr. Yes. We're well, talking about a mountain of a man. Six foot eight. You lose six foot eight, three offensive lines. That yeah. offensive line is not going to skip a beat, though. No, I know. This that's my one concern as an FAU backer in this football game is in the trenches. They can start running downhill on you, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, and Rodney FAU Anderson, are, yeah. FAU will be undersized yes, in the Trace trenches. That's, that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. That, that's why Oklahoma pulls away. But I, I think Florida Atlantic with Lane having an entire offseason. You know they come out to swinging too rich. For an average Oklahoma defense, I think Florida Atlantic scores points. And they're yeah. getting three touchdowns. And let me quickly season. bring up the fact too. So Kendall Bryles no longer there right. goes back to Houston. And Lane loves the other yeah. sons, right? Charlie Weiss Jr. comes yep. in. They averaged 40 points a game last year. So it's not like the FAU players can say that Bryles' offense didn't work. They didn't seem to like him very much. They said there wasn't a lot of wiggle room. The, the communication was basically shut up, stand here, and do this. I guess Weiss works with him more, and he simplified things. You know, I've been re- I follow FAU pretty closely, and pretty much to a man, everybody said, you know, last year we scored forty points a game, but we were always thinking in the huddle, and are we in the right place? He says this year we're just playing football, and we all know where we have to be, and it's easier and it's funner. They're going to be a dangerous team, guys. Once again, their win total is eight and a half on a year. I think they win ten games a year again, but I like this game to go over the number and give me the points with FAU. I think they hang around, lose by fourteen or so. Well, that's the, both good points. Here's the thing about FAU. I mean, last year they struggled. They opened up against Navy. They got blown out in that match. And then they, they competed played. against Wisconsin the next week. That. Here's the defense last year under Lane Kiffin that held seven opponents under 100 yards. 7-0, guys. They won those seven games by 25 Guys, they've won 10 games game. in a row. Kiffin, 25 points per game. They Kiffin won is 6-0 and against the spread, Joe. 6-0 against the spread. He's a double-digit underdog. You know what this is for Lane Kiffin? This, this is, is his audition. This is an audition. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it? Yeah, I thought he could have left already. No. To me, instead of Mary Joe Cristobal up there in in uh, in, in Oregon. In Oregon. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eugene, Eugene. Eugene. You were laughing at me. Yeah, always. I would have listened. To me, Lane Kiffin should have been a Ducks coach. Yeah. Uh, to me, it would have been the perfect damn hire to, to match right. Kelly going to UCLA. I think Kiffin wants to get to a big-time bowl game before he bolts. I yes. don't think he leaves after this year, guys. But I hear what you're saying. Every game's an audition for these guys, right? right? Yeah, but this is this is in Norman. Well, I mean, here's this the is thing. against big time. the Big 12. National camp. television, big time. The yeah, well, Oklahoma, Oklahoma last year, guys, 5-1 and one at home. They won the five games by 31.8 points per game. So their only loss came to Iowa State, Big 12 opponent. Here's but the again, thing. But again, no Baker. No I agree. Baker. There's I agree. Be a bit I, of a and that's off. the question I wanted to ask you was the transition. This is an offense last year that averaged 367 passing yards per game, engineered by one of the most prolific college quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield. Three straight years, guys, 68%, 71%, 70% completion percentage, over 13,000 yards. Now you have a quarterback who's more of a mobile guy, even though he completed eight. 85% of his passes last year, three touchdowns, no interceptions. We saw him 
two years ago in Texas A&M and College Station where he only completed 56% of his passes. Exactly. Can they rely on the same type of offensive scheme, especially if they fall behind? Can Kyler Murray lead this offense back? I think they jump up early because of the speed on the perimeter, but it, it, it's not going to be easy if they fall behind today. Yeah, again, I'll go back to the Oklahoma defense. I just don't have a lot of confidence in that defense. They have not been good over the past couple of seasons, struggled in Big 12 play. Now they're playing one of the best group of five offenses in the country. We talked about Lane Kiffin, Devin Singletary, Motor, the running back, and the quarterback play, I think, is going to be just fine. I don't know who it's going to be, but you have enough returning talent that I think they'll be fine at quarterback. There's so been big FAU line movement in this score. game. Big line movement in this Where game with the total. With the total, it was 73 last night. That's high. That's high. It's been bet down to 70. Well, that's you know, it's rare that you'll see a three-point swing unless there's really nasty weather going on, and there isn't, from right. what I understand right now. that's because FAU, to, to keep this game close, FAU has to control the line of scrimmage. They and they're not going to be able to do that, Joe. They, to me, they need to run trick but plays, that's why reverses. The going, they're going to have to surprise going them. down because they average 305 rushing yards per game. They need to control the clock to keep Kyler Murray they on the They can't do that. Lines. They won't be able to do it. Well, if they they're going to lose the battle in the trenches, well, then, and this comes from an FAU better. But if they can't do it, then you'd love the over then, because then Oklahoma is yes, going to. Yes, I do. A, right, that's what, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. You said you didn't know why it was going down. That's why it's going down. You have Oklahoma. You have I, Oklahoma. I think they win this ball game convincingly. Okay. I, I put up. I, I think they win by in the area 30, 35 points. I, I, oh, that, that would surprise me. That no. would surprise. Uh, you me. know what I'm going to say? Let's say a ballpark field. Let's say 48, uh, 48, 30. Yeah. No, that's a cover. In, in that ballpark. I think yeah, they get into the 70s. Yeah. That's a 12 17 point right, win, Gabe? 14 17 point 12 win. 12 o'clocker, right? Yes, yes sir. Yeah, so we'll see. Yep. Here's another one. I know I'm against you guys. Iowa, Northern Illinois. Love this. This is one uh, of my best bets of well, the day. Since 2007, Iowa's 2 and 1 over the Huskies. They've won those two games, guys, by a total of four points. A lot of money coming in on Northern Illinois. A lot of suspensions on the offensive line for yep. the Hawkeyes. Yep. But Kirk Ferentz does have an opportunity today in Iowa City to become Iowa's all-time leading head coach over Hayden Fry. I think Nate Stanley, Torn Young, that defense. Have they only had like two coaches in the history of the program? Because yeah, I'm 48, <laughs> yeah. that's all I know, right? He Hayden Fry and Ferentz. Yeah. Yeah. You probably were the a baby lead, the last time one of those guys was This there. is one of my best bets today. Even though there's suspensions, I love Iowa against all the negativity from Vegas, from Gabe, from Rich. From the negativity. <laughs> I will and see Sutton your... Smith with 14 sacks could be a force today. Yeah, for the I will see your Hayden Fry. I will raise it one rod Carry. Anybody Ooh. know Rod Carey's record against Big Ten teams? Give it to us, baby. Four and one. Yeah. Four and one. Northern Illinois has played very You're well. You're a smart man, Rich Sermonelli. He's also six and one against the spread last seven games against Power yeah. Five teams. Listen, Northern Illinois Who did they beat last, last year in week one? I think they beat someone. Who no, they, they beat? played Boston College tough. They lost yeah, like 23-20, but they beat Nebraska yes. in Memorial yes. Stadium. Yes. Played them very tough. That's so, what I'm talking so about. I'm, a Big listen, Ten team you, beating you Nebraska. talked about Sutton Smith against Marcus an offensive Childers. line that has suspensions. Right. Alaric Jackson, arguably their best offensive line, will not offensive alignment will not play in this game. They lost and a lot of talent, the Hawkeyes. Marcus yes. Childers last yes. year, as the season wore on, was playing very well as a dual threat for the Northern Illinois offense. So I think the Huskies the Huskies are dangerous again. I don't Guys, we talked about Utah Iowa. State off the top about being a dangerous football team. Yes. Northern Illinois were road warriors. These guys could be a Big Ten team. And, you know, not to offend the Illini guys out there, but they're better than Illinois is. 
They're a physical football team. They're the only MAC team that doesn't spread it out. And when they play these Big Ten teams, they'll say, "No, Blue let's color. line up in the line of scrimmage and let's let's go man to man here." You, you talked about the win in Lincoln last year. I think this game comes down to the wire, and it's a three-point football game. I think it's going to be a last-minute field goal one way or the other. I think the Huskies give these guys all that they can handle today. That is wow. one of my best bets as well. well. I'll just We're say this. Iowa last year lost five games. They lost those five games by 9.8 points per game. And in every game That was an experienced year, team, though. Yeah, they failed to rush for over 100. But let's let's not forget, they did beat Ohio State 55-24. One quick thing about Iowa. Did Everybody says Arizona State is the best party school in America. Iowa is actually uh, right up there. It's Iowa and Wisconsin. They party as hard so you're as you're saying they're going to be partying tonight before the game? Yeah, they're going to be, uh, they're gonna be drinking because they didn't cover oh, the spread, after, uh, and they're going to owe money to people. I don't know. Nathan Stanley threw the most Huskies. Big Huskies. Yeah, 26 Nathan. touchdowns most of an Iowa quarterback since prior to 2008. When we come back, we'll be joined by the sports broker's president, Kevin Todd, keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, live from Studio 34. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back on College Football Today, sponsored by BetDSI, we're joined by the president of the and CEO of the sportsbrokers.com, Kevin Todd. He's used to turning outcomes into incomes. Kevin, how are you today? How are you guys? Well, we got a huge slate of top 25 action. I want to get your thoughts about just what you feel about the landscape about these week one games, and more importantly, from a gambling perspective, how, how players can make money. Well, first of all, for most teams today, it's their first game being played of the new college season. So there's going to be a lot of rust out there, and a lot of professional bettors are mostly looking at the totals right now. But there's three games that I have – my eye on that I'm going to show you guys how to turn an outcome into an income. Uh, Kev, uh, share share those games for us. we got a large slate, obviously. What are those three that are really standing out for you? Hard to narrow down to three with so many games. I'm it's like intrigued. your favorite child, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys probably couldn't vouch for it. It's hard enough to win one game. I'm trying to win three games. I'm hoping to win like 12 today. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, 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 when I looked at the games that we, we broke down earlier, I mean, Washington-Auburn with national championship implications, Washington State, Wyoming, and then you have Miami and LSU. The one thing that stood out for me is that in all three games, there's a contrast in styles. You have a more methodical offense in, in one aspect. You can look at Auburn in that. You can look at Wyoming with Craig Bowl wanting to run the football, and you also have LSU – looking to do the same against high up-tempo type of offenses on the other side. I mean, does that factor into how you break these games down? 
Well, it, it, that does us too. And also, you know, the quarterback play and who, and a lot of players returning back to each team, that also factors in and also handicapping. Here, I'll break down one game for you that I'm going to talk about. of The Wyoming-Washington game. We all saw Wyoming play last week against New Mexico State. So you have to say to yourself, is Wyoming that good or New Mexico State that bad? So then you watch New Mexico State play Minnesota, I believe, the night before, last night. And uh, or the, I forgot what night it was on Thursday. And Minnesota pretty much dominated New Mexico State. So you got to say to yourself, well, then Wyoming might not be that good. But now they're playing at home against Washington State where the line went from three and a half down to one and a half, back up to three right now. I bet the SI has that set. I'm not falling for that trap and how people think Wyoming's good because they beat up on a bad New Mexico State. I like Washington State here. I know they lost a lot of key players, especially in the quarterback play. But if you remember last year, they were quite well on defense. I know they think they're only bringing back four starters on the defensive side. But I'm not falling for that trap the way Wyoming played. I know they're looking to run the ball a lot now. They don't have uh, Josh Allen there. But I think Washington State, even though this is their first game, they're on the road, and everything here leads towards Wyoming, guys. I'm not going to fall for that trap. I like Washington State personally here, minus the three points. I don't think Wyoming's that good. I think New Mexico State was that bad. So don't fall for that trap. So let me ask you, Kevin, because I was talking about it with the guys earlier. And I was saying, you know, I got to take an SEC team against a Pac-12 team, or I have a hard time laying nine and a half, ten with a Big 12 team in West Virginia and against an SEC team. How much, uh, how much do conference power rankings come into um, come into your mind when you're capping these games? And in a situation like this, are you looking at it like, look, I'm getting a Pac-12 team uh, here in a, in a moderate price range against a Mountain West team? Well, I listen. When you look at a powerhouse conference playing a like a Mac, or I should say a Mountain West conference, you got to say to yourself that when the when they go out there and they recruit the players, that players want to go to the bigger conferences than the smaller conferences. So everyone tries to go to the big conferences, and whatever's left over when they don't get scholarships to these big conferences, then the little conferences pretty much scoop up the rest of the talent that's left over. So as a student or an, a student athlete. Obviously, your first choice is to play at a bigger conference than a smaller conference, especially if you want to go to the next level for the TV. So, yes, power rankings do come into play here a little bit. Wait, uh, Kev, um, uh, talk to me a little bit about week one. I'm always fascinated by opening weekend. So much has happened since the end of last season, coaching changes, personnel changes. Uh, How do you approach week one considering all of the uncertainty on each campus? New coaches. And, and uh, basically the, the, the re- returning players for each team, that's how you pretty much have to handicap each and every game. you got to know what positions are coming back and who's replacing them. If they were a five-star recruit or a four-star recruit, because if you look at Alabama, everybody they recruit is a five-star. So they lose a guy to the NFL, but then they bring another five-star recruit in. So, yes, you have to look at all that. Kevin, I, I want to turn our attention to Monday night's game. Uh, excuse me, Sunday night's game, Miami-LSU. And I want to get a, a read from the Vegas perspective. Uh, LSU will start former uh, Ohio State backup quarterback Joe Burrow, who really hasn't made a start uh, in his collegiate career, uh, backing up JT Barrett and Dwayne Haskins winning that job. How does that factor into the line movement in that ball game, where you don't have a lot of game film on him and don't know what to expect from an offensive scheme? How does that factor into how they establish the line and how the line moves either way? 
Which game is that? I couldn't hear. Miami-LSU. Well, you know what? It does factor in a lot. I think that line opened up at three and now is up to three and a half. And I think the total was at 47. I'm sorry, at 48. It's down to 46. In fact, I have a play in this game. I like the under in this game. It's the first game for both teams. And like I said before, the fact that they're having a new quarterback, LSU, and Miami with the turnover chain, and they have always had a great defense. And Manny, Dief- Manny Diaz, you know, when he watches the film, he can look and he can pinpoint exactly what LSU on the offensive side is going to do on just about most of their plays. You know they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to run right into Miami's strength in this game. And Miami has a more experience at the quarterback. You know, Lozier had a, you know, they, 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 what they do, they won like nine games and then they lost their last three or going into the bowl after they uh, beat Notre Dame at home and they beat Virginia Tech. Yeah, three in a row. And I, I like the underplay here. I think both teams are going to try to run the ball, not turn over the ball. And I think the under 46 and a half is a big play here. Kev, when you look at the schedule, again, big slate of games, a lot of FBS, FCS, is there a, is there a heavily favored program that you think is getting too much love, too much attention on this opening weekend? Oh, I, I mean, I, listen, Lane Kiffin, what he did last year with um, FI, or, uh, FAU, and now they're only going on the road right here, and they're only laying – I think the line's opened up at 21, and it's down to 18 and a half. They're giving them a lot of love. If you do remember, I think they got the returning quarterback and probably one of the best running backs in the country coming back with Singletary. Their defense is, you know, questionable, but they play at that ump tempo. Oklahoma, you know, they're Oklahoma. I mean, this is a lot of points, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma blew them out. I wanted to ask you, too, and sort of in a similar vein that Rich was just talking about, and, you know, we're, we're talking about all these high-profile football games, and FAU and Oklahoma, obviously now a big-time high-profile football game. I'm looking at SMU, and I'm looking at North Texas. The game is flying under the radar. I think this game's going to be a track meet. Sonny Dykes takes over from uh, for Chad Morris's offense there. I think there'll be a continuation. I think it'll be a continuation of SMU's defense sucking. <laughs> and North Texas have a hell of an offense as well. That's sort of an under-the-radar game that I like. Is there a smaller school game, an under-the-radar game, that you're taking a look at uh, this weekend, Kevin? Not really this weekend, but that, that is a good question. I like to – honestly, the schools that – basically, what I'm trying to say is everybody likes to see their money burn up on the TV, so everyone bets these TV games. Yeah, the, the TV games, games, yeah. Are, the obscure games that aren't on TV, that's where the odds makers don't focus on it because they don't think people – are going to actually bet those games because I want to see their money blow up. I'm going to give you a stat, guys, and it only happens maybe, let's say, two, three times a year, and it's hit 70%. I should say 68% since 1980. It's when you see a double-digit dog on the road win outright and then come back home the next week as a double-digit favorite. Everyone thinks that that's a letdown game. Believe it or not, it's one and covered 68% of the time. Wow. So you got to look for that. That's impressive. Well, uh, when you look at, like, more key battles as well, uh, you look at this game tonight, Alabama-Louisville, and just the perception of public money, I, I want to say, that comes in on some teams like Michigan, Notre Dame, Alabama. How does that factor into to your handicapping and for others out there uh, in, in the industry, mainstream? When it comes to the big school, that's a great question, because when it comes to the big school games, the odds maker already know that the public is going to bet them. 
always jump on the big schools like the Alabama, the Florida, the Auburns. They're always going to bet those. So those lines are always inflated. Me, as a professional gambler, I look to always take the dog in that game because the public always bets those games up, and there's so much value in those games when they open up at like 34 and they jump to 40 or 41 or even two or three points. You're getting value because it's the public basically betting on those games. And they also base themselves you know, on how teams played the previous week. If Alabama plays so bad and they only win today's game by one, watch everyone jump on the dog next week against Alabama, and then Alabama ends up killing someone. The public always makes their perception on how teams play the previous week. Totally wrong. You will get killed every time you do that. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of that. I think that's an excellent point, Kev. That's exactly where I was going to go. Week one, we tend to uh, overstate what happens and sometimes understate. There's a lot of rust. You know, again, new systems. Week new coaches, one, Rich. New starters. After one quarter, people judge. After yeah, a series yeah. in today's day and age. How do you uh, how do you process information after week one to guard against overstating? I used as an example last night, Nevada put up 72 points. Huge game, but it was against a defensively challenged FCS team uh, in Portland State. How do you guard against overreactions following week one? Well, honestly, I mean, you guys might think I'm crazy. I pretty much watch every single game that's played on Saturday because you could always go back to the school website and they have the replays. I want to see how teams play, even against the bad teams, to overreact to, to the point spreads coming out the next week. So that being said... You can't take into effect some of these bad schools that people play because, you know, they always, everyone plays a, when they have the homecoming game. Everybody wants to play uh, Sister Mary of the Poor to blow them out for the homecoming. But, yes, as far as making the power rankings and everything, don't go by how the teams played previous week. Look at the entire schedule, especially like in the middle of the season when they have like maybe four or five games under their belt. Look how the teams do defensively how teams are rushing, how teams are passing the ball. That's how you could do a lot of handicapping. And, Kevin, it leads us right into a classic example of this in what you were talking about earlier with New Mexico State, et cetera. We saw Colorado State uh, play twice already. So here we have Hawaii. Uh, last week uh, we were in Las Vegas, Nevada, and they had uh, advanced numbers up for this football game. And Navy were laying 17, 18 points. So Hawaii looks as good as they did last week. Suddenly you got Navy laying 10 points here this evening. It's the late night uh, bailout special or it's, hey, I had a good day. Let's try to pad the account uh, special tonight. So the degenerates are going to be in action. What's your take on this football game? Navy did lose a lot of personnel, uh, yet, you know, it's it's more of a system than, than a player. Um, you know, the head coach is from Hawaii. I'm tending to think that um, Hawaii's kind of a trap because, as you mentioned, people have short memories. They remember what they saw last, and they saw Hawaii look good, and they haven't seen Navy play yet. What's your take on this one? You are exactly right. This line opened up at Navy 14, went down to 10. It's now back up to 12.5 at Bet the ESI. Bouncing around, yeah. Yes, remember, Navy is a ball control team. They are going to give limited possessions to Hawaii on the offensive side. If Hawaii doesn't score just about every single time they get the ball, they are definitely not covering the spread. Navy will take six, seven, eight-minute drives. Hawaii goes three and out. They have to punt. Navy's going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They're going to give a team like Hawaii limited times. I agree with you. I think it's a trap. I think Navy 
will win this game handily. You got to look how bad Colorado State looked against Colorado. That's another team, folks. Don't look at how they played the previous week. Remember, they were a huge dog on the road against uh, Colorado State. I think it was 17. It opened up at six, 14 and went up to 17. Don't fall for that. I think you're right about here with Navy. They were going to control the tempo, especially on offense, give limited to possessions Hawaii. I wouldn't be surprised if Hawaii only gets about seven offensive possessions in this game. Great information from Kevin Todd, president and CEO of the sportsbrokers.com. Call 800-220-6262. Kevin, I know you have a special package, especially for 12 o'clock, 3.30, and later today. Tell fans what you, what you have on top. Exactly. Everybody who's listening to the show right now and on radio and on TV, you give me a call at 1-800-220-6262. I'm here. I want to earn your business. You get my top three games today absolutely free. I turn outcomes into incomes. Yeah, is there one coach that someone in your profession, someone who really – uh, is able to analyze games. One coach you really love, where like, I could count on this guy. This is a this is a coach that I could put my money on. You know what? You can't. I mean, no, not really. You know why? Because it doesn't matter how much the coach coaches the game, the players still have to play. It doesn't really matter. You could be the best coach in the world. And you just have the worst players on your team, and there's nothing you can do about it. So there's really not one coach out there. It's the players that you're actually betting on. They're on the field performing. I'm going to say David Shaw. If I remember, my chips are down. I'm like, yeah, Shaw will have my guys ready. Covered last night. You like Rocky Long, 30, too. I love you? Rocky Long. I, I love, love Rocky Long. He didn't cover it last night. He's night. a better quarterback. last night for Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Dino, Dino Babers. Yeah, that Dino, Dino Babers. Now, yeah. Like you said, can we all, the, the coaches, whoever won last, right? That's the guy. <laughs> And well, who's the coach from Syracuse last night? Didn't he pull his quarterback out when they were up thirty-one-seven and almost blew the game? Yeah, He's got DeVito. concussion problems. Yeah, too. Devito. Devito took over for Dungy last night, so that's what happened. But uh, we'll see. All right, any other games? So we only got a couple of minutes here, Kevin. A minute and a half or so. Any other games uh, you want you want to yes, blast out here and talk about before we get you out of here? Yes, I got one more game. I want to talk about the Washington uh, Auburn game. I know you guys are. We're talking about that game before. Uh, in my power rankings, believe it or not, I have Washington as the two-point favorite in this game. They're actually getting two and a half right now. I don't understand this. Washington, you know, if you're, they, they got their starting quarterback. If you remember last year, they played great defense. And we all know that Auburn is in the SEC, and everyone gives to uh, the SEC all that respect. But I believe that Washington now will go to Atlanta and win this game easily on the field. I'm talking by a touchdown. This is the third straight game that Auburn is actually playing in Atlanta. They played the SEC championship. They played the Peach Bowl, and now they're playing again. They bring back nine starters, and the most important about those nine starters for Washington is they're bringing back the entire secondary. I know the Pac-2. I know they're three and ten. I'm sorry. They're three and two against the Pac-12 overall Auburn, and Washington, I believe, is three and ten all time against the SEC. I don't care about any of this. I think Washington goes in there and when it's not even an upset because they're ranked higher. I like Washington to win this game outright. Kevin, great insight and information. You're going to be with us each and every Saturday right here. We hope you enjoyed it today. You guys are tough. I got to be more prepared next week. <laughs> Kevin Todd, 
president and CEO of the Sports Brokers. When we come back, we'll give you our, our 12 o'clock best bets. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34. Thank you, guys. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Back on College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play anytime during the game. BetDSI runs sign-up and deposit promotions year-round for a limited time using promo code FNTSY. That's FNTSY. BetDSI is offering up to $2,500 bonus on your first deposit. So use FNTSY now and try Try it right now. Go to BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head on over and start winning today. That's what I'm going to do. After we heard from Kevin Todd about Washington's numbers feeling very good in the driver's seat as the Huskies. Can we talk about Trey Trey Adams being out? We did. We mentioned the All American left tackle will not be protecting the backside. That's okay. Of Jake Browning. When has Jake Browning ever played in a big game well? When has he ever played well in a big game? That USC game. No, that that wasn't. Let me ask you this. I know you're going to tell me, Jared. (laughs) If you watch it, the Penn State game, sorry, Joe, but last year, was it 35 28? That was 35 28. Wasn't as close. Wasn't as close as the score even indicated. SEC country against an SEC speed defense. Come on. Gus Malzahn is. I know he beat Alabama last year. Gus Malzahn's a genius. No, he's not. He's 4 10 against top 25 competition. Come on. Let's turn our attention to 12 o'clock other. games let's get into it well, let's let's uh, you want to talk 12 o'clock? no well, i mean no i, I say we'll t- we go let's go into arizona byu yeah, that's where i was that? going because right. it's a contrast in styles tanner mangum d- does get the start good for him i mean this how many a, years of eligibility this guy have like, this number eight yeah. yeah this is eight well i feel yeah. bad for him because he did the uh, battle depression yes. issues yes. last year and i give him a lot of credit for ste- talking about it stepped a lot back of credit up. yeah this is a huge contrast in styles game opened up arizona minus 15 it's down now because because of Mangum's ability, right in the area of 10 and a half, 11, this is a, a contrast with a high-octane offense led by Khalil Tate in Arizona that passed for over 200 yards, rushed for over 200, very balanced offense, and a defense in BYU that did give up to over 200 passing yards per game. To me, I think it, it's the speed of Arizona, not just with Khalil Tate, but by those wide receivers. That's the way you have to challenge BYU, and I think that Arizona lucked out by the firing of Rich Rod, they got an upgrade in head coach with Kevin Sumlin. I think Sumlin's a perfect fit uh, for yeah. this program, and he's a perfect fit for the quarterback uh, that they have. But as good as Kevin Sumlin is and as good as, uh, as he is and as good as Tate is, 
Sumlin's never had a good defense. No. Arizona's never had a good defense. I wonder if this game's a little bit of a trap, actually. I think publicly people are going to be jumping on Arizona. Arizona are going to kill them. Arizona are going to kill them. I could see a high-scoring game. I think the safest bet in this game is to bet the over. I do think there's going to be points. But it wouldn't shock me, Rich, if they traded touchdowns all night long, both teams. Uh, I agree. I think it is a trap game. I think for Kalani Sataki, the BYU head coach, this is a make-it-or-break-it season. If it he is. doesn't deliver yeah, this you're year, right. you talk about hot seat, he has to deliver at BYU. BYU Nation is not happy with no. what happened last year. You got Tanner Mangum back. You have Squally Canada in honor of our Canadian friend Gabe Morenci, Squally Canada will great be the starting name. quarterback of, of it is a great name of BYU. And and BYU brings physicality that Arizona does not have. Arizona never forget about Kevin Sumlin. Arizona never has a good defense that you know, unless maybe Scooby Wright somehow has extra no, eligibility I'm unaware of. Yeah. So that Arizona defense is a problem. I it's gonna BYU, be a fun close football game. BYU will this is too many points for the Arizona football team to lay. This is all about Khalil Tate. And by the way Khalil Tate struggled badly down the stretch. When people started to defend him differently down the stretch yes. in the bowl game, he had a hard time. So I would take the points. But we know the growth of a young yes. kid from, from last year to this year should be immense. I'm but, very excited to see but, what he brings to the here's table. The, here's the matchup that you want to see play out. I mean, BYU allowed 225 passing yards per game. And I was wrong. It was 309 rushing yards for Arizona last year, 180 uh, through the air. But here's the thing when you look at BYU, they need to run the football. Yeah. They only average 130 rushing yards per game. If they can't run the football, Rich, they're not going to be able to work. They haven't been the a players. good passing so attack since the Detmer yeah, days. True. And Taysom Hill under Ty Detmer two years ago struggled. This is an offense that only averaged 194 passing yards per game. No matter who played quarterback last year for BYU, they were very inconsistent. And I, I look at it this way in terms of uh, Sataki. He took a step back coaching that team from Bronco Mendenhall. They were 4-9 and nine last yeah. year. I mean, yeah. from a physicality that we know about for BYU, especially on the offense, and defensive lines for them to only average 130 rushing yards per game. Them, them and their behind, lack of conference, Joe, has been a problem, guys. It, it really has. True. And the schedule's caught up to them over the years. Honestly, they never should have left the Mountain West. They had a good they had a good thing going. I lived in Vegas. It was a great rivalry against UNLV and basketball, et cetera, and Boise and football. Remember TCU? Yeah. yeah. And everyone sort of went their own ways. And I don't know if it worked out for the best for everybody. I Are think, they capitalizing financially on, on independence? Obviously, no, Notre Dame is no Notre Dame has its own TV Does network. Does anyone want to watch doesn't. the BYU network? Yeah, right. What are you gonna watch? Right. No, I agree. That's yeah, I'm not gonna get into yeah, that. Yeah, BYU it's, TV, it's, come it's, on. But, 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 <laughs> the, the weakness, even though Arizona, you you're both right. Arizona Arizona allowed 185 rushing yards per game. That's the way you beat Arizona. You have to run the football. Yeah, physical. If, if Squally Canada and that offensive line cannot become physical in this ball game, they fall behind. Even with Tanner Mangum, well, it's going to be a long day. You I know think. what? I, keep an eye on Dylan Colley. Yeah. Dylan Colley is a, is a wide receiver yeah. who came from Hawaii, sure-handed, good route-running yeah, receiver, is. very talented. I, I, I Forget the cover. I think BYU wins this game yeah, outright. it should be interesting. I, I think Arizona is... A little bit overrated heading into this season because of the attention with Kevin Sumlin. Obviously, maximum attention with Khalil Tate. Deserved. Gabe is right. He's an exciting threat. But I think Arizona is getting a little too much attention. BYU has something to prove. To begin the season, I think they pulled the upset. I yeah. certainly like them getting 10. They played a, a few years ago. This was like a two-point game. Either and way. I could see that. I, I know, think it was like 1860. Yeah, it was in Tucson, too, yeah. right? So yep. now, so we'll see. I mean, it's intriguing battle. I like Arizona. I, I think the athleticism of Tate, I don't think he's an elite hey, quarterback. Who do you have? You have BYU you in have the cover? BYU? 
I've been wavering on Here this we one. Go. Right, we don't have to put you in. The show ends at one o'clock. Come on. I've been wavering on this one. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with Arizona to squeak out the cover. All right. Here's a Arizona game. to squeak out the cover. All right. Chip Kelly and the crew, the Bruins, open up at home against Luke Fickle and the four and eight. Wilton Spate wins the quarterback Wilton battle. Spate, you're wearing the wrong jersey. Should be rocking UCLA. Listen, today. everybody thought there's no way this kid's going to fit into this program, right? Big, sort of gangly kid. Sounds like Nick Foles. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to steal your thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does sound Try a hell of a lot like Nick Foles. That. And it's amazing, you know. I wonder about Arkansas in a similar situation with Morris going there, and they're like, well, he doesn't have the players. They sort of had smash mouth players. I remember when Rich Rod went to Michigan, they said the same thing. He doesn't really have the spread guys. It actually worked out. If you have good athletes, you have good athletes. It's, it's, it, that, this is what it comes down good to. Good coaches adapt to their personnel. Right. And, and listen, Chip Kelly's going to get there. I, I think yes. it's a great hire. I think Chip Kelly gets UCLA into the playoffs no in three way. years. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, in three three years. years. Yeah, they're not a bowl team this year. I'll tell you this. But just, if we're you don't think they're a bowl on, team even this year? They, come on. I they're going to win, gonna win to six wins. I think they struggled to get the six. I agree with Joe. I have them at five and seven. Yeah, I mean, from a schedule perspective, in terms Terms of yeah. in terms of what they're looking at, so win total is five and a half. So you guys are right on it. Five hundred ninety-eight yeah. winning percentage. They averaged three hundred and forty-four passing yards per game last year. That was with Josh Rosen. That was you want to talk Rosen. about years of eligibility? Is the same type of guy? Hayden Moore's back for the thirteenth consecutive year. I don't even year. know if he's starting though. Is he? I don't, I'm not <laughs> I don't even know, sure dude. if he is. They go through like fifteen quarterbacks a year. Listen, these guys. I, I'll make this. I quick. think UCLA covers actually. I don't love it. It's not a best bet, but actually, I think Chip yeah, Kelly. I like Cincinnati only because I think it's way too much credit for UCLA based solely. On Chip Kelly. I think, no, I I think, think UCLA have some talent and more yeah, under coaching. I mean, you have Jalen Phillips on the defensive line. And they, they also have suspensions. They also have six kids that are out of this game. So depth is going to be. It's not a great a game to bet on, but do you trust the Bearcats? Mm, do you want to put your. Would you walk really. up to the window and put your money down? I, I don't, I'm not betting this a game. A lot of trepidation on doing that. Yes, I agree. But I, but I think it's too many points. I, I have Cincinnati with the points. Do you? I, you have I Cincinnati? I, 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 I like Cincinnati, too, with the points. I'll yeah. tell you this about UCLA's defense. They allowed 287 rushing yards per game last year, and they only averaged 119 rushing yards last year, ranked 119th out of 129 But what's Cincinnati game planning against? Well, Hayden Moore's there. I know, but I'm, watch, I'm saying well, when they're, they're gonna... breaking down tape, what are they watching? Are they watching Chip Kelly with the Eagles? No, are they but... watching Chip Kelly with the Ducks? No. Nobody knows what this offense is going to look like. Yeah, well, I think if you're Cincinnati, you want to run the football. You want to run the football and keep that offense on the side. Do you think Cincinnati wins the game outright? Or a close one? I don't think outright. I think they'll be in a position to maybe down 10 points the whole game. It might be on the number. But in the end, I think Cincinnati, at the very least, will cover this easy. And it wouldn't shock me. What is this, 15? 15 now? Is it 15? It yeah, might, you know what? It's, it's bouncing up. You know what? I liked it better when it was in the 11 range. It's, no, up, it's, it's, it's more up than to 14, 14 and a half right yeah. now. Uh, that, that's it's a little high, high at 14 and a half. A lot of points for a UCLA And even the total at 62 and a half kind of turns me off. I, you know, guys, it's a long season. This is a, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're not betting every game. Pass for me on this one. Well, gotcha. he, uh, he's passing. I'll take I'll Cincinnati. Pass I got Cincinnati. I, I, yeah. I, I like that game. I, I, I do Cincinnati too. Cincinnati will be in that I game. Here's another game. We'll turn our attention. Cal and North Carolina. I, I like this game, game a lot. Speaking of suspensions. It's a yeah, fun game. It's, it's going to be a fun game. You're talking about a rematch of last year that Cal won 35-30. to 30 On the in, road. In Chapel Hill. I mean, that offense led by Ross Bowers stepped up. Patrick Laird, a very underrated running back. 
He can run. He can catch out of the backfield. This is a team in California last year, guys, that played some of the better teams within the Pac-12. Very tough. 2-7 and seven in Pac-12 play. Lost those seven Better than games. the record indicates, yeah, Joe. You're by, right. They battle. They show heart. 12.7 points per game. But guess what? I'm taking Are Nathan really? Elliott with the seven points. I know the suspensions. Larry Fedora's on the hot seat. They're in rematch mode. They will not take. I've been Cal very lightly. disappointed with Fedora I like North and Chapel Hill. In this matchup. Well, just last I expected year, though, more. What about? I, I think you know. I think I expected too short more. Of a memory. It's too too short of a memory. How about just before that with Marquise Williams, Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun program, and he did a good job at Southern Miss. I like Larry Fedora. I just don't like him in this game. The coach to me that is the rising star here is Justin Wilcox. Justin Wilcox yes, did a great job last good year. job last year, solidified the defense more than we're accustomed to. You bring up Joe Patrick Laird. I think that's going to be the key in this I game. Love Ross Bowers had a great offseason. The quarterback won that job over Brandon McIlwain, the South Carolina transfer. But Patrick Laird running behind an offensive line that's fully intact yeah. against a UNC defense that loses its best run stopper to an injury. Austin Crawford, their defensive tackle, out for the year. I think it was Achilles. Achilles or knee. Yeah. I think it was Achilles. He's out for the year. I, I think UNC, with these suspensions, no Chaz Surratt under center, is reeling, and Cal is surging forward at home with something to prove. I think they cover... The seven points, that's one of my best bets of the day. Yeah, give me Cal. I don't love it, but I like it. I think Cal wins by 10, 14. I'll tell you this, we're going to be talking about fantasy in next segment. Let's jump into the 12 o'clock bets. We've got some kickoffs uh, coming up in a couple minutes here, too. All right, so let's get uh, the line movement in here. FAU, man, people are just steaming this right now, guys. All right, pop back up to 19. Everybody, just bet DSI. Everybody's betting on FAU, and everybody's betting on the under. It's down to 69 and a half. Give me FAU plus the points. I got them at 20. 21 last night, and I'm going to go over uh, the number in this one. The other early game that uh, I talked myself into some action, Joe sold me, man. Ole Miss, baby. Uh, now, listen, all, in all honesty, I don't understand how Kingsbury, Ole Miss are actually favored in this game right now. The, the real money's coming in on uh, Mississippi. Oh, they're not going to a bowl game. Ooh, they have nothing to play for. And that's exactly why they have something to play for. Uh, Matt Luke and company are fired up for this game. We talked about A.J. Brown being the best wide receiver in the SEC. Give me Mississippi and give me the over. And finally, let's go Texas in the over. So we got six games. I went from not having any best bets at noon to having a six-pack. I'm like a, I'm like a frat boy. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's like get six this. six-minute abs right there. You just Texas. six-pack in like <laughs> nah, six minutes. Nah, 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 nah. I'm going to follow up. Texas any over for Gabe, me as well. I'm going to agree with Ole Miss. That's one of my 12 o'clock best bets. I love Florida Atlantic. I got in at 21. Me I know too. The line has Smart man. Down. I got in at 21. I like Florida Atlantic to at least – Keep it close in the second half. Oklahoma wins. Florida Atlantic covers. And I love Maryland. I, I know I'm That's out the only on one we disagree here. on that. We early. disagree. I love Maryland against Texas. I'll be fascinated to see how those kids play for Matt Canada. The talent, offensively and defensively, with some young quarterbacks under the tutelage of Matt Canada, I think they'll play well against Texas. And I'm just not sold on Sam Ellinger. Anything have, early, Joe? What do you got? Well, I'm, I'm looking at this game. I don't have a best bet early, but there's two games I'm looking at. I'm taking the 40 and a half with Oregon State and Jonathan Ooh. Smith. I mean, I know we haven't talked about yeah. Ohio State yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're just going to get me so, angry when we talk I'm about these guys. Sold, what a low-life buyer is. Uh, uh, true, but I'm not, I'm not going there. I, what I'm saying is I'm just – I think when you look at this game overall, Oregon State last year's only win came against Portland State. They struggled, but they played 
played when they could step I'm up. I'm not sure the Beavers could beat Don Bosco. Well, they, they pushed Stanford to the limit of Corvallis last year. Even though Bryce Love wasn't there, they played well on the fi- on the offensive. It's a lot of lines. points, I know. 40 and a half, and I like Luton as quarterback. I think he could stretch that Ohio State defense vertically, make some plays to keep it within 40 and a half. When you're doing this, Joe. in the game, but I like them. Ohio State are going to get into, what, 45 points? You're basically, you're betting, and it was sort of like me last night betting on Western Kentucky. Can they score? score. Yeah. They got me a field goal. I got lucky. Barely. One touchdown more, I would have lost. Right. Can Oregon State give you 10 points? They can. can. they give you 7 to 10 points in if, this if game? If it requires 10 points, I would take Oregon yeah, I would State. T- here's another one. Yeah. We haven't talked. It's a 1 o'clock. But I, it's under the radar. I like UMass with the points over uh, Boston College. Really? Yeah, last Ford week exploded for 65 I, yeah, I against like Duquesne. Andrew Ford. They have a game under their belt. It's an in-state He's a good rivalry. quarterback, this Ford it's case. An, yeah, yeah. In-state rivalry. And Boston College, yes, A.J. Dillon, offensive line. But for, over the last five years, Boston College hasn't passed for more than 166 yards per game. If this offense in UMass jumps up early, they're, they're going to be into this ballgame. This is a big game What's for UMass. What's the line on that game? 18 and a half. Well, now it's down to 17 and a half, but I like the Minutemen to be in striking distance all game long and don't be shocked if they pull off the upset later today. I tell you, you know what? He he loses Brenham in the tight end, yes. but Andy Isabella, the, the wide receiver, has done a terrific job over the past couple of seasons. Right. Another quality receiver that folks don't talk about, so he has that go-to target, Andrew Ford yeah. does. I could see this game being close for a while. The concern that I have, and you touched on it, is A.J. Dillon. Right. If he stays in long enough to kick a goal for sure. 300 yards yeah, but against Andrew Ford, too, uh, translates to the next level as an as a NFL quarterback. He can make every throw. Played very well last year. Utilizes the tight end. That's what NFL Quickly, guys, uh, any six. thoughts on Rutgers laying 16 and a half? They don't yeah, lay, like, like, like lay it like off, but I think they probably State. pound yes. them. Huh? A lot Rutgers of rarely gets a chance to play the bully. They'll be starting right. a true freshman quarterback yes. in our Man, I'm a degenerate. Let's lay the points with Rutgers, uh, well, guys. Yeah. Quick, 16 and a half. Quick, Let's go Knights. Quick, quick stat about Texas State, guys. They gave up 21 passing touchdowns last year. No interceptions as a defensive wow. unit. If you cannot force turnovers on the road. That's a dream for a young true freshman quarterback uh, if to you, face if that If you cannot force turnovers on the road or on a neutral field site, you give your offense no opportunity to score points. Interesting. So I agree with you. I like Rutgers in that ballgame. Plus, Chris Ash has done a fantastic job in terms of coaching up that talent on the offense and defensive lines. Here's another game, I mean, we haven't talked about. I know we're going to touch on it a little bit later, but... That Akron-Nebraska game has me amped up. And just so you know. Scott Frost Day in the state of Nebraska. There's rain in the forecast there, guys, for Nebraska and Akron. Keep that out. Does that affect the total? Uh, I know that total's been jumping around. Gabe, where is it? I think they're going to drill him tonight, guys. Um, 55 and a half hasn't moved at all. It's been this way for about 24 hours. All right, keep it where it is. We're just getting started. We're coming back with some college football daily fantasy. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci, live from Studio 34.